Welcome to Deckert's Committed Capital. This is an episode of Sidecar, a special bite-sized discussion of the latest market issues. Hello, welcome to Committed Capital Sidecar, Deckert's ad hoc bite-sized podcasts covering quick updates and developments that will affect private equity. My name is James Fishkin. I'm an antitrust partner in our Washington office, and I previously spent 15 years on the staff of the Federal Trade Commission. Hi, I'm Beverly Yang, and I'm a counsel in our antitrust group, and I'm based in New York. In this episode, we'll be speaking about a recent decision by the Federal Trade Commission to suspend the practice of early termination for deals that are reportable under the Hart-Scott-Rodino Act, which is commonly called HSR. We'll also briefly cover some proposed changes to HSR rules that may have an impact on private equity transactions in particular. Beverly, to set the stage, we are talking about the FTC with support from the U.S. Department of Justice recently suspending the practice of granting early termination. What is early termination and why should private equity firms be concerned? Well, in the U.S., the HSR Act requires that parties notify transactions above certain size thresholds unless a specific exemption applies. If a transaction is determined to be notifiable, the parties must make filings with the FTC on DOJ and then observe a waiting period, which is typically 30 days before closing. Parties can choose to request, and the antitrust agencies have discretion to grant, early termination of the waiting period for transactions that do not raise competitive concerns. Since the statute casts a wide net, just based on size thresholds, early termination is requested and granted most of the time. As you might expect, most transactions don't raise antitrust issues. More than half of all HSR filings received early termination in recent years. It's important to note that these are deals that the agencies have looked at, and determined that there is no competitive issue on their face. A lot of private equity transactions would seem to fall in that bucket. That's right, Jim. And early termination can be important to parties who want to close on their transactions as soon as possible for business reasons. The FTC announced the current suspension on February 4th, 2021, which effectively means that every reportable transaction needs to wait the full 30-day waiting period until the practice of granting early terminations is resumed. Again, this applies to every transaction, regardless of substantive antitrust risk. That's the high-level background, but Jim, what do you think is driving this suspension of early termination? When the FTC announced these changes, it cited the quote-unquote transition to the new administration and the quote-unquote unprecedented volume of HSR filings for the start of the fiscal year as the main reasons for the quote-unquote temporarily suspending grants of early termination. While there has not been a suspension of early termination in any of the six prior presidential transitions since the enactment of the HSR Act, this is not the first time the FTC has suspended early terminations. Last March, almost a year ago as of the date of this recording, the agencies announced that they would temporarily suspend early terminations as they transition to remote work and instituted new electronic means of submitting filings at the start of the COVID pandemic. The agencies resumed grants of early termination about two weeks later. So this temporary suspension has already lasted more than a month. 
That's right, Beverly. I should add that the FTC had already effectively stopped granting early termination well before the formal announcement was made, with a noticeable pause in new early terminations being posted to the FTC website in mid-January. In effect, the current suspension has now lasted three times longer than the prior suspension a year ago at the outset of the COVID pandemic. Jim, the FTC also acknowledged in its press release that it, quote, will be reviewing the processes and procedures used to grant early termination to filings made under the Hart-Scott-Rodino Act. Why do you think they're reviewing these procedures? Beverly, that's a good question. There may be a concern that the procedures previously used to screen requests for early terminations may have missed some transactions that warranted more review or more investigation. At the same time, the FTC staff has never been required to grant early termination. Early termination has always been subject to the discretion of the antitrust agencies. So it is not clear why the FTC chose to suspend all grants of early termination rather than just granting fewer early terminations for certain transactions. It's possible the agencies may be reconsidering the types of transactions that require closer scrutiny based on HSR filings. Of course, these changes are less likely to impact transactions with significant antitrust concerns, since those transactions would not be expected to receive early termination before the expiration of the 30-day waiting period. Some of this, of course, is just speculation. But Beverly, how should we put it in context that is this supposedly temporary suspension in light of other recent proposals to change the HSR rules? Last September, the FTC and DOJ proposed some sweeping changes to the HSR rules, including the rules regarding aggregation. If the new aggregation rules are implemented, many more transactions could require an HSR filing, which would in turn require parties to those transactions to observe the 30-day waiting period unless early termination is granted. In addition, the filings themselves could become more onerous and require more disclosures, particularly for PE firms that invest across multiple funds. You have to admit that there's a certain irony here, since these proposals obviously would increase the number of HSR filings above the unprecedented level cited by the FTC as a justification for its more recent suspension of early terminations. Yes, and the combination of more required filings and the heightened disclosure requirements also means that there's a possibility that more private equity transactions will be investigated under the HSR Act. Even for transactions that do not raise competition concerns, the filings may be much more complex from a reviewer's perspective, taking much more time to get through. Even after the suspension of early termination is lifted, one could even imagine that early termination under the proposed new rules would not be granted as quickly or as often as it was prior to 2021. But Jim, given the temporary suspension of early termination and other potential changes on the horizon, what can PE firms do to minimize their HSR burden? For the time being, companies may want to consider filing based off of a letter of intent or LOI without a request for early termination rather than filing off of a final purchase agreement. This practice has always been allowed under the HSR rules, and it can give companies more time to nail down the final details of their transaction while allotting more time for the full 30-day waiting period if necessary. Of course, after the suspension is lifted, early termination can be requested at any time. 
Early termination can even be requested on current filings, although companies should not expect it will be granted until further notice from the agencies. Beverly, are there risks to filing off of a letter of intent? Filing off of a letter of intent can cause deal uncertainty if the agencies come to the parties with substantive questions before the transaction is final with definitive agreements. Also, companies should be aware that early termination grants are publicly posted on the FTC website, which could reveal a transaction that has not been publicly announced yet. That's why many companies do not request early termination when filing off of a letter of intent. Switching to a slightly different topic, Every year, the FTC revises the HSR filing thresholds based on the change in the prior year's gross national product, or GNP. Can you provide us with the current minimum filing threshold? Sure. The minimum size of transaction filing threshold just fell from $94 million in 2020 to $92 million this year due to a recent decline in the GNP. The only other time the filing thresholds declined was in 2010 due to the Great Recession. Private equity sponsors should also stay tuned for other updates in the near future. Proposals to change the HSR rules may have significant impact on what transactions are reportable and how much time and effort may be required to complete an HSR filing for private equity deals. Beverly, thank you for joining me today. And everyone out there, thank you for listening. In addition to monitoring HSR developments, our team closely tracks significant merger investigation trends with the Deckard Antitrust Merger Investigation Timing Tracker, also called DAMIT, and that is another great source of information. You can find all of our resources at Deckard.com, including other committed capital podcasts as they become available. Thank you.